great scene with both. I realize I'm not a young woman. Now, However, could you please point out to our new costume designer, whose name I don't quite have, Johnny Miller, Miss Tubman. How do you do that? I don't feel quite right in a turban. Uh, okay. What I feel like is Gloria fucking Swanson. What am I, 70, David? Am I 70? Why don't you just put me in a walker? Buy a goddamn walker and put me in it. You're fired. Oh, God. I'm just kidding. <clears throat> Attention. No turbans for Miss Talbert. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. We're back with another quarantine edition of our lovely show. Mm-hmm. I hope you're ready for this one. I am. I am, too. I love this movie. It's a good one. It's a good one, as always. Everybody out there listening, my name's Pete. And I'm Scott. And, and these, these are, are the movies, movies that, that made, made us gay. gay. Welcome back. Welcome back. Like I said, we're back from the void. From quarantine land. Mm-hmm. We've got another. From the safety of our own apartment, yes, we indeed. FaceTimed with returning yes, guest indeed. Mark Rosenberg. Yeah. Welcome back to the show, Mark. You did Don't Tell oh. Mom the Babysitter's Dead with us last time. I did, and so this is one of my favorite movies of all time, so I'm we, glad we, that we you We talked about it that. a little bit, and yeah, you really wanted to do Soap Dish. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. So how are you holding up, Mark? Well, you know, um, I'm in hell, currently in New York City, which has turned into a living nightmare. Oh, like boy. the epicenter of all of this. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's real, it's really sad um, that, you know, it's so bad here and it's yeah. really scary and, you know, I'm glad to be quarantined and doing my part. But I will say, you know, if, if other people are quarantined, this is a wonderful movie to watch. It's just <laughs> yes. so fun and just really takes your mind off of everything. It's An so escape is delight. Ridiculous. I'm glad that you had us watch this movie. Yeah. It's so good. And it's on Amazon Prime. It is Prime. so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's interesting. I did not grow up on Soap Dish. I, oh, and I should also say Soap Dish from 1981, directed by Michael Hoffman, written by... Robert Harling, we just did uh, Steel Magnolias. He wrote Steel Magnolias and what else did he write? Oh, First Wives Club. I mean, like the gay trifecta. I wow. mean, the uh, fucking gay all-star right yeah, there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Released, <laughs> pretty good. Released May 31st, 1991, starring an all-star cast. Oh my God. This, this... cast is insane. Sally Field, Elizabeth Shue, Whoopi Goldberg, Kevin Klein. Terry Hatcher, Kathy Najimy, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. This is like a pre-Chaplin Robert Downey Jr. too. So he was just starting to really like take off at this time. As it was like a pre-Chaplin mm-hmm. post uh, chances are. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez. <laughs> so yeah, like I was saying before, I did not grow up in this movie. I had not watched this movie until about a year and a half ago. Wow. Um our friend Moran who did our baby boom episode uh, invited me over, and we did a double feature of Soap Dish and Who's That Girl with Madonna. And I had never seen either of them. And yeah, I fucking loved it. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I love Sally Field. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think she's, and I love Kevin. Kevin Klein is so fucking funny in this movie. Mm-hmm. They, I swear to God, they both should have been Oscar noms. <laughs> I don't know who was nominated for an Oscar. They're teaching a 
literal master class in comedy. It's I believe true. that they Kevin so Klein, funny. I believe true. that Kevin Klein was just Globe nominated. Well, he should have won a fucking <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of what? a bummer cuz I think it was I think it was that awful year that like Clint Eastwood won a bunch of Oscars. Oh, well, Kevin this is Costner. this is 91, so this is the Silence of the Lambs year. This is Silence right. of the Lambs right, and right, the Beast. Ah, okay. But it's not the type of movie that usually awards give anything to. They're just sort of just really great comedic performances by the entire cast. Yeah. Like everyone. There is not a weak link. Everyone's in on the their A game in this yeah. movie. Even Terry I think Terry Hatcher's hair definitely deserves some awards. Yeah. And that actually looked like they teased out that bitch's hair too. <laughs> Especially at the end. Oh my god. Like the size of Jupiter. It's so huge. There's some point there's some points though in the movie where Terry Hatcher's hair is like she's giving me like Edward Scissor hands. Like it's so all over the place because it's just big and huge and like Would bulbous. she have just been coming off it. of um Nothing. It was no, Terry Hatcher. She was she was in that movie with uh Kurt Russell and Sly Stallone. Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash. Oh jeez. She played shit. she played the stripper sister of Stallone oh, in that wow. movie. Oh wow. Okay. So she was kind of like a ingenue that was starting to to come up. Sure. This would have been a big deal for her. She's just about to get Lois and Clark. She'll mm-hmm. have a good TV gig for a few years right after this. Um Mark, did you what is your history with this movie? Do you What I mean, what isn't my history with this movie? I've watched this movie so many motherfucking times that when I was watching it again today, I could I was yeah. like watching it and looking at my phone and just reciting every sure. single line. I have watched I loved this movie when I was little because I loved loved daytime soap opera. <laughs> and so this was just right you got a produced by Aaron Spelling, yeah, like yeah. grandfather of like all nighttime soaps. You just it had my name written all over it from the get go. For sure. You know, it's it's I think I've heard that she's supposed to be like Susan Lucci. Oh, sure. Right. It's yeah. a very Susan Lucci type, but that said she wins at the very beginning. And she has multiple. She has multiple daytime, daytime. Like what do they call it? It's it's not a daytime Emmy, but it's, it's just a daytime TV, daytime, award. daytime television TV, award, television award. Mm-hmm. Um, having said that, circling back to Susan Lucci, if you are feeling low during this pandemic, her <laughs> nineteen ninety nine acceptance speech at the daytime Emmys will snap you right the fuck out of it because it is wonderful. Is that her first win? Yeah. It's her only win. Her she only, only win. Oh we'll post a clip of it. It's gracious. really good. It I, is. Awe-inspiring. I remember, Mark, tell me if you remember this. Um, During the Emmy broadcasts, she had sponsorships. And I remember specifically this one year that she got a commercial for Equal, like the sweetener Equal. Holy shit. And they waited. (laughs) They did one right before her award. And then after she didn't win... It was her like throwing a tantrum in this equal commercial. That's amazing. And I was talking to my mom about it and I was like, what the hell? And she's like, yeah, like they did two just in case she won one. And then if she didn't, and it's like the running joke. And so, you know, they immediately cut to this equal commercial with Susan Lucci, you know, throwing this tantrum, you know, 11 years and I still haven't won. And sitting there watching the daytime Emmys with my mother at like, you know, 
12 years old. Now, your mom was a, thing ever. Now, Ma, your mom was an All My Children fan, right? Melinda has been an All My Children fan since the jump. She grew up with Susan Lucci. Erica Kane started off as a teenager on All My Children in high school. Of course. Yeah. And we just followed her through her illustrious career, her multiple marriages. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I think she eventually got like a daytime talk show. You know, Erica, right? And so my my mom had been a fan since the very beginning, and so you know, if I ever did, you know, was ever home or during the summers, I would watch. And I remember watching Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh God, yeah, as the daughter, she won a daytime Emmy. Yep. Uh, what was it? What was her daughter's name? That Sarah Michelle Gellar. Kendall. Kendall. Yes, and she eventually got recast, and I was not happy with that. Oh my God! Second Kendall was so good, though <laughs> she was so so. Good. Who was she and played she by? Lasts she really was. Than, than, Do you know um, who she was played by? I don't remember. Alicia Minshew. Oh well, there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I knew that you would. Know. I, yeah, don't even start with all my children trivia because if you want to just turn this podcast into what Mark knows about all my children and what life to live, we will literally fucking be here for forty-eight hours. I love it. I was. I love it. I remember watching a little bit of All My Children. I have very limited soaps that i grew up on it was mainly whatever was on tv when i would go home at lunch in high school right but the my soap that i probably was the most familiar with of course was passions oh well passions oh okay Mm -hmm. yeah that show was a little too bananas for me yeah that had like the the ventriloquist puppet boy that came to life (laughs) although although i do remember watching a little bit of all my children on hulu towards the very very end Oh well, yeah, they yeah. switched. So mm-hmm. when they were canceled on ABC, they went online. But it was way yeah. before. Like we all, you know, now we just watch everything on our computers. Yeah. But this was like 2013. Mm-hmm. Try yeah. getting old, old ladies to like watch oh, no. something on the computer. They yeah. were like, I don't know how to do. Which this. is a shame because I feel yeah, like a show like All My Children would do really well streaming. Now, now it mm-hmm. would do amazing. Yeah. Listen, you know what? I'm constantly praying to the Lord. <laughs> that they bring back all my children and one life to live. I really like my life has not been the same. I know oh it's my so goodness. pathetic. I watched fucking one life to live for like twenty years. That's like, amazing. No, yeah, what- I mean it was my. I yeah, it's just you know everyone takes that that style of um, acting and storytelling for granted. But if you like Scandal, oh yeah. If you like Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. they're all just fucking soap operas with bigger budgets. So. True. Don't make fun of me for watching One Life to Live. <laughs> so what are the last soap standings now? Is it Days of Our um, Lives and General Hospital? And Young and the Restless and Bottle the Beautiful. But we don't watch CBS soaps See, no. in this house sure. we're not trash. <laughs> what was uh, Kelly Ripa's character? Haley. Haley. I remember when Haley and Mark Consuelos and Haley and... Uh-huh. Haley and Mateo. Oh, I just rewatched their uh, wedding. Oh, it's on YouTube. Oh, that's amazing. What happened was... <laughs> now, what did you believe? <laughs> Fucking Haley and Mateo are trying to get ready to get married. Haley's drunk mother, Arlene, who was always starting shit. <laughs> they were like, we got to make sure Arlene doesn't like bust up the wedding. And then wouldn't you know, fucking Adam and Arlene walk in at the end and surprise, they got married again. <gasps> it was wonderful. Oh I God. love Kelly Rip. I love all my children. Remember Adam's uh, deve- developmentally challenged twin brother? Stuart! <laughs> I loved Stuart. You know, he died. Isn't I know. That, that was sad. Canary was his last name? Canary? David yeah, Canary. David Canary. Yeah. Five-time Emmy Award winner, wow. David Canary. 
He was yeah, old you want to just keep going? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the name of the fictional soap on in Soap Dish? Something about a sunset. Oh, the sun also sets. The sun also the sun sets. Also sets. I love all of the sets for the sun also sets because, of course, it's it's all done at Magic Hour. Yes. Every single set has this beachfront view, including the hospital room, which I think is so funny. That this yeah. this hospital has these has this like sun deck. <laughs> so, do you think it was just a, th- a th- uh, like a note from producers, or maybe maybe it was just written into the script that this soap was live? Well, no, because at the be- at, it's only live at the very end. Oh, it's just that one scene, that one. Yeah. Okay. The big, the because, big shocker because with the Lisa brain. Gibbons leaks everything from the set. Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't wouldn't a Lisa Gibbons come back in twenty twenty be something else? <sighs> Do you remember her talk show? I used to love her talk show. Oh my god, Lisa! Yeah, Lisa, yeah. <laughs> I love daytime television. Yes, indeed. So okay, so I have some questions about the age range of some of these actors in this movie. Sally? Okay, well, see, now, this is the thing about soap operas. <laughs> yes. You have to suspend belief. Because yes. I think Sally is Fields is, like, 40. Right. Now, she I, she specifically says that she's 41 in, in the movie, which I buy. She reads 41. I buy it. Yeah. Kathy Moriarty, on the other hand, claims very loudly, very early in the movie, that she is 28. Yeah, but see, what we forget when we watch these movies from the early 90s and the 80s is that everyone looked 40. Yes, mm-hmm. this is also true. Like, I, nobody looks their age anymore Yeah, because we've all had Botox and plastic surgery, myself yes. included. <laughs> so, like, you don't ever really know how old anyone is. Sure. Whereas, like, back in, like, 1991, sure. like, 25-year-old women looked, like, 60. Sure. And Kathy Moriarty just has that kind of look about her. She's got the voice. You know, it's this whole package with her that she's just this vampy, like, femme fatale kind of, like... But the other part of it is that, you know, in soap opera, like, especially daytime soap operas, you suspend your yes. belief. Right. Things that make sense, like a 41-year-old having a 28-year-old daughter, <laughs> that only makes sense on a soap opera. Right, right. <laughs> and you, and she, it only also makes sense that she's been hanging around you for four years and you just literally discovered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, right. <laughs> that only happens in daytime television. Which yes. is why it's wonderful. This is true. This is true. I, I love the character of um, Mon- Montana Moorhead. Her name is Montana. That's so <laughs> sexy. <laughs> I love her. She's I, amazing. Yeah, I love Terry Hatcher. So I remember when I was a kid and watching Kathy Moriarty, of course, in Casper with Christina Ricci. And Kathy Moriarty <laughs> is like, is the villain in that movie. But I remember as a kid just thinking she was so stunning. Like she was just yeah. this bombshell with this this bo- this blonde bob. And she just had that sexy voice. I was obsessed with her. Yeah. Yeah, it always it she she and like Kat, uh, Kathleen Turner always sound like they just smoked a carton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, indeed, and that and but that was like a sexy woman, like in the eighties. Yeah, eighties. Yeah. That was like the height of like you know these vamps. That's yeah, interesting. Elizabeth Shue uh, playing twenty one. I believe it because yeah. uh, she just did Adventures in Babysitting a couple years before that. Yeah, and Elizabeth Shue always had a. Uh, 
she always sort of looked 25 even when she was 18. (laughs) Again, yeah, but again, that goes back to that. That was just the period. Everybody looked old. Yes, yeah. And also, we should mention Elizabeth Shue's brother was on Melrose Place. Place. Now, was he written off of Melrose Place because he was too big of a pain in the ass? No, he quit. Okay. I just assumed that they just wrote him off. No, around season six, all, season five and six, all the original cast members kind of jumped ship because it sure. just wasn't good anymore. Well, Billy was so boring. But he was so cute. Yeah. He had that, like, soccer bod where he was just, like, shredded. Yeah, but then after <laughs> Allison left, they paired him with Samantha, who was so motherfucking boring. And then her dad got drunk and ran over Sydney at her wedding. <laughs> like, who have the hell has the time for that shit? <laughs> Yeah, I just always, I just always find Billy just boring as hell. That was he was just a little too like dry white toast for me. I miss Jake. Yeah. I was, I was always a Grant Show <laughs> yeah. girl. Yeah, you know Grant Show can still fucking get it. Oh my god! I mean, he still yeah. regularly works, wasn't he? Just on Dynasty. Dynasty is still on. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh it's still on Dynasty. Yeah, wow. he doesn't touch the original, but it's fun. That's cool. Sure. Um. The uh. Celeste's character's husband in the movie, Bolt. Bolt? Yes. I love a good, dumb, <laughs> a, a dumb, beefy guy from like an 80s movie. And he was in in soaps, wasn't he? Uh, he was on Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. I feel like he had a little short run on 9 or 2 and 0 when they went to college. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm sure that... I'm sure that Kelly fucked him. I just remember that. You were absolutely years. correct. He yeah. was on 90210. Yeah. Uh, Paul Johansson. I just remember that. He's had a very like nighttime soap opera guy face. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, not at all. I uh, w- am sad that Carrie Fisher is in one scene. Yeah. But it's a magical it's scene. It's a, a good scene. It's a great scene. And her name in the movie is Betsy Fisher. Oh my God. Her name is <laughs> Which... Is that, enough for me. That's gonna Honestly, be like, that's gonna be like my witness protection name. Betsy Faye Sharon <laughs> pulling up her panties. Yeah, but that's see, like you know that you have a fucking all star cast when yes. you can't squeeze Carrie Fisher oh, into yeah. more than two scenes. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm sure that she probably just did it at the last minute as a favor for someone. Maybe like yeah. like she I was mean, like she ran into Sally Field like getting a cup of coffee somewhere and Sally was just like, Oh, we just had this, this person just drop out. You should just swing by <laughs> for the afternoon and we can squeeze your scenes in. I, I, and why not? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> we need somebody to play Betsy face, Sharon. <laughs> we also have, I mean, we haven't even talked about Whoopi. Who is again at her fucking most comic delight in this yeah. movie. So she would she have, is so good. She would have just been coming off of her Oscar win. Her Oscar win she, is in 1990 or early 91. And this movie came out in May. So she would have just won the Academy Award. I also have to say, Whoopi is kind of smoking hot in this movie too. <laughs> yes, she really is. Yeah. And I know this is going to be very controversial. But I don't think that she should have won for Ghost. <gasps> what? Well, Mark. She's <laughs> much better in the color purple. Who are you... Were you just more of a Mary McDonald fan from Dances with Wolves? Oh, God, no. That movie is so boring. And then, you know what? You talk about, like, oh, like, soap dish isn't, 
you know, Oscar material. I guess yeah. we'd have to be bored for fucking three and a half hours I mean, in a dark movie theater yeah. by ourselves if we want to see something that's Oscar worthy. Oh, man. Please give me a break. I believe Annette Benning was also nominated for The Grifters with okay. Well, it, sh- it should have been Sally Field and Soap Dish. There you go. Sure. <laughs> I, to this day, have, <laughs> have yet to see Dances with Wolves, and I'm okay with that. It's I've, so boring. I've made peace that I've not <laughs> seen that movie, and I'm totally fine with it. I like Dances with um, Wolves. So Whoopi's character's name is Rose Schwartz, and is she playing this character a little bit extra New York? Um, I, 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 I hear it a little bit in her, like, yeah, but she gets into that on the view still. This is true. She, you know, so I think it's just part of her. Yeah. Who she is. She, I mean, she's so, she is a legend. And <laughs> yes. she does. Yeah. Okay? We were just oh watching God. Jumping Jack Flash the other night. And you know what? EGOTs are not easy to get. No, mm-hmm. not at all. And not everybody has that. So let's not forget, Whoopi Goldberg is a legend. Yes, indeed. And she is, I mean, honestly, she is. She's like, you know, she's Sally Field's straight man in this. Because yeah. Sally Field is mm-hmm. fucking whack job. Yeah. And yeah. she's so fucking funny. I mean, she's so, every line she utters to me is just hilarious. Yeah. I'm interested to know if this character was written with a different type in mind and somebody just threw her name in and they were like, wow, that would be great because Whoopi can kind of play anything almost. Do you know what I mean? I like, I feel like the character could have been a man. It could have been white. It could have been, you know, it could have been so yeah. all over the place. But she just came in, did her thing, and it was just like, oh, perfect. Yeah, this character's Whoopi. Yeah. I feel like it almost, that character in particular almost could have gone in a number of different directions, but she's just so good at, yeah. at what she does there. Um, this is the era of Kevin Klein where he's like, he looks like your friend's dad, but he also looks like he also takes his shirt off every now and then, and you're just like, oh, "Damn, right. damn, Kevin Klein!" Yeah, <laughs> the sexiest era of Kevin Klein. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, isn't he married to Phoebe Cates? Yes, mm-hmm. indeed. Yeah, you don't get married to Phoebe Cates <laughs> looking like a yeah. schlub. This is true, and they've been married for like thirty years. Oh yeah, she's yeah. fully she's fully retired just to be like. Kevin Klein's wife. They've been married like forever. Um, I feel like if I close my eyes in this movie, I get a little Steve Martin just in his his voice. He, so, I mean, I've seen Kevin, Kevin Klein, three time Tony award winner, one time Oscar winner. Mm -hmm. I've seen him perform live in theater and Mm -hmm. he is, I mean, his comic timing is up there with like Steve Martin. He is, a genius when it comes to roles like the one that he played in Soap Dish. There are very, very, very few actors who can just be that naturally funny. Yeah, I mean, he's sure. fucking hilarious. Yeah. Every time, uh, every time he has to tell that like stagehand, don't call me Loman. I- yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing about the one man Hamlet, that makes no fucking sense. <laughs> <laughs> and just his, his brilliant co- like comic timing when there's the old couple that the old lady spills her coffee and he without missing a beat when doing death is death yeah. of a salesman walks over and starts like busting her table busting her table that's so good and it's so yeah. funny yeah 
But the thing is, is that like, you know, when they're shooting the soap scenes in the movie, he nails oh, yeah. being a soap actor so well. It's hysterical because the dialogue is just ridiculous. And they all do those looks. Yeah. Those like soap opera looks. And he, he's just, I love him so much. I think he's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's great. And, and he's easy on the eyes. Um, this, I really enjoyed, uh, I remember as a, younger person really enjoying a fish called wanda but i haven't seen it in so long and i feel like i, I haven't really either need to Do you know i've never it. seen a fish a fish called wanda i mean it's got I've great people it. and it's yeah. got jamie lee curtis you know like all the monty python people we should revisit that we will maybe we'll do it for yeah it's podcast. very funny um yeah kevin klein kind of nails every every scene that he's in um I mean, there's a lot going on in this in this storyline. Do we want to just kind of introduce specifically what's happening? We haven't even talked about. Like, so they set up Celeste winning the winning this award, and she goes back to her apartment. It's her apartment, right? Because she puts her award mm-hmm. down on the table, and her her boyfriend, who's married, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going back to his to his. Family. He walks out on her. Yes, and it kind in of Pittsburgh, and it kind of sends. Celeste into this downward spiral. Meanwhile, Robert Downey Jr. and Kathy Moriarty are plotting against her to sort of overthrow her uh, reign on the show. As like the main character of And they're going to push the show. Uh, Montana. What's Montana's last name? Moorhead. Montana Moorhead. Montana Moorhead as like the lead. And they're going to sort of somehow write her off the show. So there's going to be this this coup sure. on the soap. Sure. Right, so they're planning to make her, like, awful, so that no one would want to see her on the show anymore. And it kind of works that this is a straight-up plot that you'd probably see on a soap opera. Exactly, that's why <laughs> and they so And they recreated <laughs> it in the script, which is super clever. Yeah. You know what else is also rings true about this, specifically for All My Children, uh, shot in New York? Yeah. Yeah, none of the soaps shoot in New York anymore. Yeah. All My Children and One Life to Live used to, yep. but after they were canceled, they left. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, they just specifically decided to make this shoot out of New York City as opposed to like LA, where I feel like a lot of them did, but those two specifically were just, were like stayed in New York. They were signature New York shows. <clears throat> well, now here's a little soap opera trivia for you. Sure. They all filmed in New York at first sure. because they were on radio. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the radio stations were all based in New York City. Right. So they didn't move out to the West Coast until like the 60s. Right. Like As the World Turns and Guiding Light, they filmed here in New York and um, Another World filmed here in New York. Uh, most of them did for the longest time. So in the 90s, that would have made complete sense. Right, right. Yeah, I always remember... Um seeing Susan Lucci would do like Regis and Kathy Lee and stuff. Oh, because she's very dear friends with Regis. Oh yes. La Lucci. Yeah. (laughs) I always remember. Mark, do you remember when Rosie O'Donnell did all my children? Cause she was a big super fan of all my children. And Susan Lucci. So did Carol Burnett. And I believe that she was a maid Mm -hmm. and they wrote this little bit scene. And I remember she used to pretty much, devote a whole block of her show to Susan Lucci. Like she pretty so much treated Oprah. her oh, yeah. she, she pretty Oprah much treated right. her like Barbara Streisand whenever she would go on. 
as she deserves to be treated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's get down to brass tacks here. Legends are legends are legends. What are you going to do? This is true. I remember seeing Susan Lucci on like talk shows and things and just being like, well, she's so teeny. She's just a tiny, oh my God, I've tiny met her little lady. Person, which was the best day of my entire life. Oh, wow. <laughs> what were the circumstances that you met her? Uh, a bus was being christened in her name, and I won a contest. That is, that's something <laughs> that the would be on an episode of Sex in the City or something. That's amazing. Uh, oh, but she was God. so gracious. You know, I dedicated my first book to her, and I, oh, I remember that. And oh. she was you did like, do that. Like the, I remember that. Just it, it, one of the most incredibly gracious people. I, she's, she was just very sweet. And I had actually written, when I was writing for Huffington Post, I had written an article about Devious Maids because it had just came out and she was starring on that. Right. And it was like, you know, 10 reasons to watch Devious Maids. Obviously, number one was Susan Lucci's on it. <laughs> so when she saw that, she printed it out and put it on her refrigerator. She's like, oh, my God, I didn't know you wrote that. And I was like, yeah, that was me. Oh, wow. I, love we, that. I was like, bitch, I've been obsessed with you since I was eight years old. <laughs> 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 I love that. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, my mother went would go to uh, Super Soap Weekend here at oh the my god Disneyland. <laughs> so your mom was like a true ABC yes, soap. Indeed, fan. I don't think Susan Lucci ever went to that, but she she sure as hell did. No, no. She went every single oh, did she? year. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> I think they were like contractually obligated, right? Yeah, they probably had. <laughs> yeah, ABC had their big like. Soap con at uh, at Disneyland in downtown Disney yeah. here, and they had it every wow. Mm-hmm. And you can go and like stand in line and meet all your favorite soap stars. It's like meeting the Disney princesses, but you're lining up for all the soap stars. Yes, indeed. Just ABC I mean, soaps, sure. <laughs> the good ones. BBS is trash. NBC is yes. all right. I mean, yeah, NBC is all right. In General Hospital is NBC. No, ABC. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, we like General Hospital. It's not as good as the other two, but, Days you know, it's something. Is, yeah. Days is NBC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Days is weird. I was I never got into it. I liked Days for a little while. When Marlena was possessed by the devil, I, I did cheat yeah. on Gucci. <laughs> um, just because I was, like, so bizarre, and I was, like, nine years old, and I was like, I feel like I should be watching this because people are going to be talking about this forever, I and I was right. Yeah, our, I friend, our friend Pete Tenuta, shout out to Pete if you're listening, he always posts stills from Days of Our Lives and what's currently happening and just... In Salem. And just the <laughs> craziness that's going down on Days right now. Yeah. Well, you know what? We're all stuck in fucking side. That I know. Was a great time to, you know, check back into General Hospital. Watch those soaps. See what's going on in Salem over at Days of Our Lives. Don't even fucking bother watching Young and the Restless because it's trash. But <laughs> Days lo- in General Hospital. Are- I love when a famous celebrity, when they started on a soap, they'll go back to it. Oh, like, do you remember? Oh my when- God, Nathan Fillion used to go back to One Life to Live all the time. I remember when. Uh, as the world turns was ending, Julianne Moore went back on in like oh five. She, really? she did, and I think that she played the same character. Good for her. She was on that show for a long time. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Natalie fell down the well or got thrown down the well on All My Children? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and they threw snacks down there to like to like keep her alive, but they gave her like jerky and stuff, and she was just getting dehydrated. She yeah, water. I think she was nominated for an Emmy that year. She was oh, fucking was she? great. Yeah, 
I remember the Natalie and the Well storyline. I was, I think that was a summer story because I was because I watched the whole thing. Yeah, and they turn up the heat in the summer. Yeah, well, that's yeah. when all the young people are watching, so yeah. they have to add all of the storylines that would attract the young. Yeah, viewers. but then like later in the nineties, they'd be like, "Oh, my fourteen-year-old cousin." Danielle is coming to visit and then you have right. to deal with fucking Danielle and her stupid friends and you're like I don't even care about them just put on fucking Erica Kane that's what I came for yeah they brought that's in... what I pay my cable bill for yeah when they would bring in like weirdo teens you're just like who fucking cares like yeah or like all of a sudden like Colby was like 20 oh my god I was like bitch you were born last year I didn't <laughs> yeah. care about you then and I don't care about you now yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> I, I love anyway. I love the soap in uh in soap dish because there are like four characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well they well, of. you know what? They talk about other people a lot. That's true. Like there are a lot of people that you just don't yeah. see so much. But oh. it's the way that they do it, I mean the way that they do everything in the movie is just so it's so um it's not only so funny, but it's so like true to soap operas. Definitely. That I think, like, if you ever enjoyed watching soap operas, you can't help but love this movie. Yeah, and it's kind of a uh, kind of clever what uh, Robert Harling does with the script. That you can tell that the people that made this movie are very familiar with TV production because there's always the back and forth that they have with the with the network head. Gary Marshall. Gary Marshall pretty much playing the same character <laughs> as he is in Never Been Kissed. In too. every movie. And League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, League of Their Own. Every movie. Gary Marshall just plays Gary Marshall type and everything. He's just always at the head of a long boardroom table screaming at subordinates. I mean, it's funny. He does it well. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. it's uh, it's well-worn get- territory for him. Yeah. <laughs> and you know his friends at the tennis club were calling it the sun also sucks <laughs> <laughs> oh man this is also we totally lo- forgot about her very early appearance from uh kathy and jimmy yes mm-hmm. is it one of her earlier roles i mean i i think so because she made it hocus pocus and yeah she made hocus pocus in 93 when did veronica's closet come on oh probably 94 95 late 90s yeah, yeah. I remember apparently we we hate Kirstie Alley now too. Oh shame! Besides besides Scientology (laughs) stuff or is it new stuff? I think new stuff. (laughs) Remember when we could just like people? I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) before everything was trash. I know. You know who's never let us down? Sally fucking Field. Oh my god! Yeah, and it's. I mean, this is one of those go for broke Sally Field performances that she's just giving it everything. Yes, in this role. And she. I, I'm telling you, I want a retroactive fucking Oscar <laughs> nomination for her. She is beyond hilarious in this movie. Mm-hmm. She's so good. You know that David, 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 David clip yeah. you played at the beginning. <laughs> one time, this guy named David had asked me out on a date. And I, I sent the audio of that back to him. And it was just, oh David, 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 David. <laughs> He's like, what is that? I was like, I'm not going out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So much of her delivery or so, a lot of her lines in this are um, either on the verge of tears, crying, you know. And I feel like uh, a lesser actress 
you know, it could get annoying, you know, but yeah. I think she's just, she's just so good at what she does that you're just like, you're just in it with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, she get like, she and Kevin Klein, I think most of all, like get it. Yeah. Like, I think they just like sat down and watched hours of daytime television and yeah. they were like, okay, okay, we got this. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, well, I have a little bit of, uh, of Sally Field in the, the, the big reveal. Should we wait to should we wait to talk about the big reveal? I mean, you can just you can just play now. Just because it's a big it's a big Sally moment. Oh, this is ridiculous. I can kiss who I want. No, you can't. You can't kiss her. Why? Because she's your niece. No, you nitwit. Because she's my she's daughter. And your daughter. What are you talking about? We're her parents. You and I. We're her mommy and her daddy. <laughs> it was our fourth date. Summer 1970, Shakespeare in the Park, a bottle of Chardonnay. All's well that ends well. <laughs> I can run to Texas and back, but my daughter can't. Is there any I, this better is definitely of a, up there. Is yeah. there any better of a movie crier than Sally Field? She's gonna no. cry. <laughs> and this so is good. honestly the best part of the movie because this is when the soap opera becomes the soap opera. Yes. Right. She created a fake sister named Simone and killed her off in a car accident. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. We get the return of the <laughs> long lost daughter. Yeah. That's uh she assumed that it, we have the audience thinks that it's it's her niece, right? Yes. Yep. From, Straight up, yeah. something that you'd see in a soap opera from her from her and, sister. And we forgot when Robert Downey Jr. goes to get Rod Randall from Dinner Theater in Florida, and Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg finds out about it, and she comes in. She's like, "How am I supposed to write with a man without a head? He's got no vocal cords. He's got no face. How am I supposed to write?" I mean, because that's just the type of shit that happens on soap operas. Yes. You like literally see someone die. Yeah. And then 20 years later, they're like, oh, JK. Yeah. I know that car exploded, but he jumped out at the last minute. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Which is totally believable. Oh, yeah, of course. And then the scene that you just played where Sally Field is basically like unraveling. Yeah. It's brilliant. Brilliant. Put that on her reel. She ha- yeah. And, <laughs> and um, the soap opera becomes the soap opera. Yes. And that's what makes the movie so great is that it's just so absolutely ridiculous. And she just does it to perfection. Yes. Like, there's no one else I could ever see playing that role because she's so effing good in it. So the network executives kind of see this breakdown. And that's when they're kind of like, okay, we're going to kind of revitalize the show, right? Well, right, because now Montana Moorhead pretends to be pregnant with Kevin Klein's baby. And then right as he and Sally Field are rekindling... She is like, fuck this shit. Like, either they go or I go. And then Elizabeth Shue and Kevin Klein do the same. And of course, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, Kevin Klein and Elizabeth Shue have been on the show for like two episodes. (laughs) How the fuck are they going to fire the one who's been on there for 20 years? Yeah, they both kind of jumped in. And um, they decide to do the live episode, which Soap stopped doing in the 70s. Right. Which is actually kind of unrealistic that none of them would know their lines. But whatever, it's still so good. (laughs) And um, then they go to the Chinese food restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) But there's so many parts that I'm like forgetting that I love. One of my favorite, 
favorite scenes in this movie. There are two. One is when um, when Elizabeth Shue, when she finds out that Elizabeth Shue's working on the show, like Sally Field doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And then she's surprised and she um, she like they run out. And she's like, what are you doing here? Like, why didn't you tell me that you were coming? And where are you staying? And Elizabeth Shue goes, I'm staying at the Mayflower Hotel. And Sally Field goes, there's no such place. <laughs> and then the, um, <laughs> all the people come up to like get her autograph. And she's like bickering with Elizabeth Shue. And she's like, hello, I'm trying to have a life here. And the woman's like, who wants her autograph is like, but I love you. And Sally Field just turns like spot on and is Thank like, you. I love you too. <laughs> too. Every single time makes me laugh out loud because it's so i mean it's such a small part of the movie yeah and then this my second favorite moment besides her like nervous breakdown is when she's like walking with whoopi goldberg and whoopi goldberg gets to get gets to go uh flowers and she stands in front of the bus and she's like tell the twins i love them (laughs) and the bus driver stops and he's like oh my god it's the last one the sun also sets like she can't even kill herself Mm -hmm. it's so funny and i love that this is a this is a an actress and a woman that to make her feel better about herself she's she goes to the mall and just gets recognized by fans i love that character note Oh my god! Because mm-hmm. that's what's so. I mean, you just were talking about going to Disneyland to see Susan Lucci. Yeah, I mean, that's what I because that's what they live for. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close to reality. Yeah, I love. I love though. Whoopi is as Rose, just like is that is that is that she, you? You look just like what's your name? And just like inciting the crowd to just be. Like, <laughs> yeah, and she's like, "What's your name, Latrice?" <laughs> Latrice. She's like, okay, yes. you can go now. <laughs> yeah, that's. I I feel like. Let's just say I saw a soap opera star at the mall. I would pounce them. Well, <laughs> um, I can't remember what soap star used to come into TJ's in Pasadena, mm-hmm. but I feel like he had to stop coming because women would like swarm him. Really, I'll have to. F- I'll have to find out who it was. But yeah, we used to have a soap star that used to shop I, there. Yeah, I feel like soap stars were like the last of the celebrities that would get mobbed. Mm-hmm. Just like I don't know about that because when I lived in LA, I used to see people all the time. And the only time I ever like gasped was when I saw Jackson from General Hospital. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. We if if we you know see celebrities at the grocery store, it's just kind of like, oh look who it is. Like they shop here yeah. too, but. uh, But soap stars often tell stories about, you know, getting slapped in the grocery store and, you know, just people coming up to them. And it's five times a week. Yeah. That you're sharing your life with someone and you become very invested (laughs) in their lives. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that wild that it's every day? It's five days a week. That's that's they're the hardest working people in show business and they get no credit for it. That's insane. I still stand by that. That is the hardest. It is the hardest acting work. It's the hardest directing work. That's it's a lot the of lines to learn. Work. They get shit on all the time. Yeah. And, and they work 10 times harder than every lazy fucking actor in LA. <laughs> and I'm assu- and I'm assuming you would probably know this, that they have to do those scenes like a play because they have to shoot them from various angles because the schedule is so rigorous. It's the multi- they right. just have to do the scene from beginning to end and set up multiple cameras. And they usually only have one take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
while, you know, princess, whatever the fuck her name is, who's like sitting in a trailer for 12 hours and then gets paid a million dollars to utter a line and then yeah. complains about how hard her work is. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> how, how dare you talk about Megan that way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Do you want to talk about Days of Our Lives? <laughs> I mean, like, where are we going? <laughs> should I start my own? Uh, I really should start a fucking web series about just talking about One Life to Live from, like, 1978. I wasn't even born then. I think people will listen. People will it tune in. It would be a fun podcast idea to pick a random soap from a decade and just watch an episode of it. It might be kind of hard oh to my find, God. though. I think people would tune in. Mm-hmm. I would. <laughs> I'm sure that there is, like, probably pirated episodes of any soap from any decade oh, yeah. that you can find They're online. They're all on YouTube. Yep. There's the video of... of what is it? What is that clip of Erica? Like, is she, like, yelling at a bear? Oh, God. Classic. <laughs> She like shames a bear into like, yeah. leaving them alone. They're on, she's like, I mean, maybe island. we should just turn this into like the Susan Lucci like appreciation hour because I could just keep going about okay things with, that I fucking love about that woman. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> I have no problem. I with remember that. when she finally won the Emmy and she won on Rosie, mm-hmm. and it was just like. It was as if like Judy Garland had somehow won the Oscar like from beyond parade. the from beyond the grave. <laughs> like it was that big of well, a deal. Well, I mean, the woman was a fucking punchline for twenty mm-hmm. years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's-, that's why I always say, I always say, you know, um, poor Amy Adams doesn't yeah. have an Oscar. I'd rather be the Susan Lucci of something than like mm-hmm. Marley Matlin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Win once and then I have who a, gives a shit. Yeah. I have a theory with Amy Adams that she's gonna her. Her Oscar career is going to go by the way of Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine, like, was nominated for over thirty years, and then she finally won for Terms of Endearment, and then she was out, and she was never back. Do you guys want to know a uh, bad movie to watch in quarantine? Yes, Terms of Endearment. Bad movie. Oh my god, I, it's so sad. No, I, I sad feel like movie, I yeah. feel like the bad movie should probably be The Evening Star. The Evening Star. The I sequel. watched both of them last week. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, God, I just like depressed myself even more. Yeah. I mean, does the Evening Star even like come come close as compare at all to Um It's not as good. Yeah. But you know way, what the Evening but... Star has in it though? Is Scott Wolf in those Tidy White briefs. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um it's you know, Shirley MacLaine is amazing in it. Sure. Marion Ross is wonderful in it. Um the cast is great, and Jack Nicholson comes back, but it's not as good. Yeah, it's it's you know, in terms of endearment, was like one of those like lightning in a bottle. Oh, like, yeah. you know, they tried to replicate it a million times after that, and it just never worked. Mm-hmm. I remember when Shirley MacLaine was doing press for that movie; she refused to call it a sequel. She said another chapter. Well, it was. It was a book. <laughs> yep. I don't know why I know. God, I know so much shit about gay movies. <laughs> well, and you're on the right operas. podcast. <laughs> so sad. I mean, there's some. There's just something about Terms of Endearment, man. We'll do a Terms it's a good episode movie. eventually. It's such a good movie. It is a really good movie. And, and I mean, if you want another good movie that's also pretty gay, that's another good Mother's Day movie, is um, Imitation of Life. I've never seen an imitation of life. Oh my <laughs> God. It is 
so fucking good. That's one of my top five movies up there with Soap Dish. It's Lana Turner. Oh boy. Fucking John Gavin at his fucking hottest. Oh, so, oh no, we have seen Imitation of Life. We watched with Marlene, John Gavin from Psycho. Sure. And this is uh, like the mixed race Mm -hmm. girl, right? Yeah. So good. Anyway, back to soap opera. <laughs> um, and the movie so, we're talking about. What the fuck were we even talking Oh, Soap Dish. Soap Dish. <laughs> so Every time you guys have me on, it just goes on into a tangent about whatever is the opposite of what you asked me to talk about. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to this conversation over and over again. This is, this, is what, oh, okay. this is what the fans come to hear. Tangents. I mean, we're talking about... I mean, we... We've been talking a lot of soaps, so we're sort of on the right yeah. track. Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, we're kind of all over the place with the movie. We're not really following, like, the linear path of this movie. But ultimately, uh, you know, Elizabeth Shue is a secret love child of Sally Field and, and Kevin Klein. Um, Kevin Klein's pissed at Sally Field because she got him fired, you know, oh, so many years ago, but now he's back on the show. Elizabeth Shue, you almost feel like at the very beginning that it's going to be an all about Eve situation. Definitely. It's very, very, very similar. You know, cause she it com- has a lot of hallmarks of all about Eve. Yeah. She comes in, she's playing a deaf mute. A homeless person, so she's just completely disheveled, covered in dirt and and you know mud the entire time. So she's a homeless, deaf mute, and then at the in the final scene, they throw her in a wheelchair for good measure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but ultimately, <laughs> her what the fans ca- want her character keeps you know growing and growing to the point where she has a scene herself that kind of mirrors the turban scene where she comes out right. in a turban with the feather in it. And she looks like Tweety Bird. And she looks like the goddamn Tweety Bird. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a yellow turban with the yellow feather. Come on. Is this Kathy yeah. and Jimmy's doing? She's just, Kathy and Jimmy's character just has a boner for turbans in this movie. I love when she's showing, she's showing Sally all of the, all the wardrobe. Yeah. And she seems so stoked about all of it. Yeah. That, that, that Celeste ultimately starts cutting up with scissors so she doesn't have to wear it. Is that some Faye Dunaway shit right there? Didn't you hear stories about Faye Dunaway, like, destroying wardrobe that she wouldn't want to wear so she wouldn't have to wear it on set? Just like... I mean, it probably happened. Yeah. But it's so funny when they're going through the clothes, Kathy and Jimmy's like, and I thought about this dress when the father accidentally shoots the Contessa. And they just, like, say it like it's just, like, normal speak. Yeah. Like, that's a normal... It's a yeah. normal sentence that would come out of a normal person's mouth, but you know, it's those, so fucking ridiculous. Those accidents. Like, why shootings. would a priest shoot a Contessa by accident? <laughs> <laughs> I love that Celeste's dressing room overlooks the whole entire set. Is that how those old dressing rooms used to be? I have no idea. Oh, I mean, it looks fucking cool. Yeah. That just seems very old Hollywood to mm-hmm. be able to, like, have a big window to, like, overlook everything. Um, yeah, so I kind of feel like I don't... It's not necessarily like a dropped plot thread, but it's definitely they're building up this like all about Eve situation. With- but I like that they don't push that too far, though, right? Mm-hmm. Because we've got like bigger shit to handle. Yeah. Because it ultimately does come. Because that's why initially Celeste is so against Elizabeth Shue 
staying in New York and becoming an actress. At first, you just think she's being like overproductive aunt, you know, my twin sister, your mother is like is dead and, you know, I'm going to be protective of you or whatever. But ultimately, it's because she's a secret love child of her and Kevin Klein. That's why she had him written off the show. You know, this crazy, like larger than life story that is so much like a soap opera that ultimately, you know, this, the network brass comes in and it's just like, that's our show. Let's turn this shit around. Um, meanwhile, Robert Downey Jr. is still plotting, still trying to get Celeste. Is he trying to get her fired or just like her role Yeah, diminished? because remember at the end, they do the live episode. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's supposed to reveal like to everyone who the one person saying is because – they can't all three stay. Only one of them. And, they, can stay. and none of them. And the reason it's live is because they didn't even want to let them know who it was right. until they. So I mean, it. if you want to talk about comedy at its finest, <laughs> fucking none of them know their lines. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kevin Klein is blind as a fucking bat. Can't read the and teleprompter. Has to read the lines off of a teleprompter. Yeah, gold. Yeah, comic <laughs> gold. Yes. Then. They're all sitting at this table. He tells, you know, the crippled, deaf, mute, like whatever the hell else they decided she was, that she also has brain fever. Brain fever. And I love when I love when Sally yells out fever. Brain fever. Yeah. And they're gonna have to operate on her at the Chinese food restaurant. Yes. Another classic line that we miss, and I always think is so funny, is when um is at the very end when um, uh, Kevin, it's not at the very end where Kevin Klein is. I took a doctor's oath and fucking Montana oh, yeah. Moorhead's like, well, I took a nurse's oath. I took an oath, <laughs> a nurse's oath. And Sally Field's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Whoopies. So then they're going to operate on Elizabeth Shue and Sally Field decides her to give her a brain. Yes. Brain transplant. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yep. And um, they're going to do it in the middle of a Chinese food restaurant, now, which... Now, they're making this up at this point, the actors, yeah, they, right? Because I think that what happens is Sally Field realizes that Elizabeth Shue is going to be killed off the show. Right. And then she gets a change of heart. Okay. So then they start going off script and start coming up with this whole thing about the the, the brain transplant. And, yeah. And, all and then that. Nurse Nan shows up and Gary, Gary Marshall's watching... Why is there a nurse in the restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> Which is when we get this classic moment. This is Dr. Franz Blau of the Sex Change Clinic in Bethesda, Maryland. Thank you. Dr. Randall, after extensive investigation, I've come to the conclusion that it's virtually impossible for you to have impregnated your nurse, Montana Moorhead, because before she came to our little clinic, she was... Milton Moorhead of Syosset, Long Island. Hello. No! 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 She's a boy. Yeah, I that. mean, it's totally like she's a boy. It's 1991, so we have to look over the fact I mean, that, like, you know, this shit would not fly today. But no. it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and when I was little, I'm from Maryland, so I was like, "Oh my god!" They said 
they said Bethesda. Like, it was right the next town over. That's and I was funny. Like, this is so exciting. But it's so, like, look, watching that as an adult, you know, the scene before then, mm-hmm. Kathy Moriarty sitting in her dressing room, and she's surrounded by Wizard of Oz Wizard Austin. of Oz yeah. stuff, yeah. And I never understood what that meant until I was an adult. And I'm like, God, the writer's a soap dish. Yeah. Just give him an Oscar. I noticed at this time, upon mm-hmm. this viewing, when she's in her, in her dressing room, and I was like, Look at all the Judy memorabilia they put in her dressing room. But it makes perfect sense because you're like, oh, she's a man. (laughs) So now I don't understand. So I guess what she had a sex. Did they do those in 1991? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Didn't she? Didn't you see the Danish girl? The Danish girl was in like the 40s. The Danish. Oh Oh, no. The Danish girl was like in like the 30s. Yeah. You know, I pride myself with being a trans rights activist, so I'm sorry that I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I think they were doing it at the time, um, and I just Kathy Moriarty's just shrieks. No. Yeah, and their expressions, their reactions are like, "What the fuck?" Oh my god! But I could see, like, even now, like an old man like Gary Marshall being like, "She's a boy." Yeah. that's so funny to me and then robert downey jr is like um because you know she's trying to get he's trying to get into her pants the whole movie and she won't do it yep so she's like now you know why yeah it's interesting that robert downey jr's character is trying to like bone down with kathy moriarty the whole time and she's like stopping it but then she throws herself at Kevin Klein multiple times and she's like and we and we were naked and he's like we we weren't naked yeah <laughs> well we could we should have been <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's just it's cuz that like is such a soap opera thing too oh, like yeah, all definitely. of a sudden like that actually was a plot point on all my children oh, um when Zarf came to town and seduced Bianca, Erica Kane's lesbian daughter, he came as a boy, but he was really a boy in a girl's body. And so he transitioned, but was still a lesbian. It was very confusing oh, at the wow. time. Cause it was like way, 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 what way, year behind, was this? way ahead of its time. That sounds like um, it. Well, it was 2004, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. And then wouldn't you know, everyone at Fusion started dying. And everyone thought that Zarf was a serial killer because he was transgender. Uh, Turns out, yes. it was Alex Cambius's long lost father. Mm. Terrible storyline. They killed Simone, and I hated that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I mean, Kathy Moriarty's character is, for all intents and purposes, the villain of this movie, right? Um, and so, like, it's a little problematic, but you know, I think it works because it's a soap setting. Yes, that it's so sort, it of, does. It sort of diffuses also, it. That you know, when silly. you watch, yeah, we're we're so used to everything being canceled. Yeah, but like mm-hmm. in 1991, like you just didn't know better. Well, yeah. and also a, another another like transphobic movie from 1991, Best Picture winner, Sounds the Lambs, too. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. She's not even killing anybody. In yeah. This movie. She's not making skin suits. She's just trying to claw her way to the top of. Uh, of Which a... you know what, girl? We've all been there. <laughs> I Definitely. mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, give it up for you know Montana Moorhead trans. You I mean, know, woman. she looks pretty beautiful. Yeah, and you know, made to like third lead in the soap opera you know so she's, yeah i know she's it's funny because at the end you know she's stuck doing death of a salesman in florida but like today she would be like re- 
guarded as a hero. Yes. Oh, but we can't forget, though, that at the end, on the marquee at the dinner theater, she's back to Milton. Right. I don't know how that works. She went back to being a boy. I don't know how that works either, but yeah, I think if you had a sex change, you're kind of done, right? Yeah, I think it's it's just the joke. (laughs) But um, yeah, so that's like the big gag uh, of 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 that character. But again, yeah, I think it's it's funny. It's supposed to be ludicrous. It works for the soap operaness of 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 the show, and Terry Hatcher's character who is. Villainous. I think we're supposed to like Terry Hatcher's character. Yeah, like. because she's scheming with Montana most of the movie, but ultimately at the end, I mean, it is for... She gets on the right side. Yeah. I think, I honestly think, I was talking, I have watched this twice in the last week, and I watched it at a friend's a couple weeks ago before we were all, you know, sequestered. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, I was like, I think Terry Hatcher had a bigger part that they whittled down. Definitely. Yeah. I could see that. Because she, there was something else going on that they must have cut for time. Yeah. Because, you know, I love an early 90s movie. They're all fucking 90 minutes long. Yes. In, you out. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> like, nothing is better than a one-act play. Yeah. And um, I think that they probably just cut it for time. Because it seems to me like she had more going on. Yeah. And, and on the, I remember on the DVD, she was, like, top built. Mm-hmm. And she's so, throughout. Like, she's in backgrounds. She's walking with Kathy Moriarty. She's like, she's there everywhere. And if it was this small of a character, like, you know what I mean? Like, she wouldn't yeah. have been needed as much. So you're probably right. There's probably Mark, a lot more. what would you give to have all of those photos just decorating your apartment? Of those giant those headshots? big, like, glamour <laughs> shots? Yeah. I'd probably pay top dollar. Like, if I could find them on eBay. Pro- but that's yeah. so like that's again like every they pay so much attention to detail yeah because that is so ABC Studios in the nineties mm-hmm. oh my god yeah for sure and they did you know when they walk out mm-hmm. they're at Lincoln Center which is right where ABC filmed the soaps oh okay okay so very true to detail I got to tip my hat to the writers of uh, Soap Dish old Robert Robert Harling I know. Mm-hmm. Who's why... probably a big old fag. I oh, mean, I'm not sure. Is right? the, the writer yeah. of Steel Magnolias yeah. in First Wives Club. How do you write these I mean, three? how can you not be? <laughs> you guys did First Wives Club already, Not right? yet. Not yet. We did Steel Magnolias. How excited are you for the for the uh, for all of them to reunite? They're saving the American spirit. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're going to save 2020, you guys. What's that, nothing um, saving 2020, honey. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. What's that? What's that like? What's that Meryl Streep line from the hours? We we stay alive for insert for Meryl, Goldie, and Diane. <laughs> no, it's oh Bet to reunite. And yep. Yeah. yeah. Bet. Yep. I mean, I, I I don't know when we're going back to the movies. This right. is true. Well, but I it's, will say, it's all going on demand I now. I said this at the beginning. If you are stuck in your house and you want to take your mind off of the fucking hell that we're living in, <laughs> watch Soap Dish. It's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. It sure that, is. <laughs> you can stream it right now. That's what we did. I mean, and you will laugh and just be entertained for ninety minutes straight. Yes, indeed. There's there's a lot going on in this movie. There's a lot of plot. There's a lot of dialogue. It's but it's quick. 
it's snappy, you know. And it's yeah, and it's just it's fun and silly, and the yeah. cast is great. You like everyone in the movie. Who the hell doesn't like Kevin Klein? Yeah. Who doesn't like Elizabeth Shue? Yeah. Communists. That's who. <laughs> so if you hate America, don't watch Soap Dish. It's true. I mean, Sally Field is just like her face, her demeanor. She's just so good. She is exquisite. She's just so and good. I will say again, for the final time, <laughs> robbed of an Oscar nom for this. <laughs> I mean, best I don't understand in... why every fucking boring ass performance of the last thirty years I mean, has been nominated for an Oscar. Best actress of ninety one I... was super was super packed. That was the Thelma and Louise year. With both of them getting nominated, that was Jodie Foster winning. Um, and I well, think, Susan I think, Sarandon is horrible. I think that, but <laughs> Gina Davis is great. I think also like Bette Midler got in there for the boys. Also, all right, that's fair. Mm-hmm. So if you just swap out that awful, awful whore, Susan Sarandon, <laughs> throw in Sally Field, American She's Sweetheart. So, everybody likes her. Susan Sarandon's so good in, in, in Thelma and Louise, though. She's an asshole in real life, though. So that kind of like makes it hard <laughs> for me to watch classic films like The Banger Sisters so, that I used to like. You're not down for her like ping pong club or whatever the thing is she has? I mean, she's, she's an asshole. <laughs> I mean, she's like the ultimate burning or bust supporter. Yeah, I think. she's an yeah. asshole. She is an asshole. Don't get me started on my fucking hatred of Susan Sarandon. <laughs> we'll Sorry. let her know when she's on the podcast next, I know. next week. We, did, <laughs> yeah. we were gonna. She's gonna hear this. We were gonna like, Facetime with her. I know. <laughs> Who is this <laughs> fag? We're, we were going to oh have a God. nice discussion of the Banger Sisters. <laughs> what? I said we, we were going to have a nice discussion of the Banger Sisters. I love the Banger Sisters, but I can never watch it again because Susan Sarandon <laughs> is an awful bitch. <laughs> like, can you imagine? I can't watch Rocky Horror ever again. Oh, She's man. a cunt. Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? I don't know. You can watch that god-awful live production that they showed on Fox Oof. a few years ago. Oh, I've totally like blanked Ooh. that out of my memory. It was not great. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it, oh. yeah, it's pretty much a cursed production. I don't think it exists anymore. Well, what did you know? Speaking of musicals, they were they have been talking. Someone owns the rights to Soap Dish, and it was supposed yeah. to star Kristen Chenoweth on Broadway. I think that and there I, was stage a stage adaptation of this. I don't know too much of it. I think it did make it to stage, but I don't think there was a big production of it though. I think they did a reading of it, and it never. Has gone. I mean, nothing's on Broadway right now. Obviously, yeah. but Kristen Chenoweth would be a really good Celeste. I think it should just be Susan Lucci. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why she not? can sing? Yeah. Why not? She could do it. Yeah. It would be a I really. Mean, it would be a really fun comeback for her too. I mean, does oh my she, God. Does she really need a comeback though? Because she's because she never went away. <laughs> she's like omnipresent. She's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, but the, really, though, does Susan Lucci have to work a day, another day in her life? Probably no. not. But if oh, she, absolutely not. But I but like she I mean, would. She's so beloved. Bless I like to that. think that Lucci has like a beautiful penthouse in Manhattan. Like they beach live on Long side, Island. I'll side. tell you all about it. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say like beachside property in Malibu. I think she had an apartment here when they were filming. But sure. she definitely lives on Long Island with Helmut, her husband. Love it. Who used to have the worst teeth, but somewhere between like the 90s and 2000s got them fixed. Thank God. Oh, good. And, um, you know, she had, she, we almost lost her last year. Oh, I She had a small heart attack. Uh, but she's doing well. 
I literally follow everything she does on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Is she on Instagram? We need to follow her on Instagram on her oh, account. Oh, she's great. Her The only two people who have gotten me through this quarantine are Susan Lucci and fucking Britney Spears because that bitch is a light and she's like a fucking candle in the dark right oh now. Oh my goodness. What is Britney like reporting live from quarantine? I've got to She's doing this. yoga, she's oh. painting. Hey y'all. She hey is- y'all. Hey y'all. It's Britney here. I just wanted to show off my painting. I mean, she's she's really a candle Stay in the inside. dark. Wow. How does how does Susan Lucci only have one hundred and twenty three thousand followers on Instagram? It should be more because I think her um, I think her demographic skews a little older. They don't really use sure. Instagram. They're all on the Facebook. That makes That's sense. Why. Yeah, yeah. Does she yeah, they're have- all they're all on Facebook ruining America. Yeah, the seriously. rest of us yeah. are on Instagram liking Britney Spears' pictures. Is um is Susan Lucci verified? Does she have blue check mark? I mean, she has to. Yeah, of course she does. Okay, good. Good. The real Susan Lucci. I am following her right now. Oh my god, it's the best. Oh, and, thing and look done at this. Day. Followed by Mark Rosenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that is. Mutual friends, of course. <laughs> of course, she should be doing Instagram lives. She should be like, oh yeah. Well, she's very, um, you know, she's very health conscious now because of everything that happened last year. So sure. she's uh, she's spreading the good word about heart disease. Oh, that's good. And, um, you know, doing her thing in quarantine right now. Well, that's good. I mean, glad to if, hear it. I mean, what a hell of a house on Long Island to probably be yeah. in quarantine for. I imagine, oh, yeah. I imagine that it's beautifully appointed. Um, I imagine that it's, that it's very white. A beautiful staircase. Probably just has a very white kitchen. Which I, I would love. hope that there's a beautiful staircase with oh, like a yes. huge fucking painting of her at the top. Yes, yes. Like circa 1984. Lar- larger than life. Fully like a six foot tall like painting. Has some adorable little shih tzus running around. <laughs> what kind of dog does she have? I'm sure that you know. I don't think she has a dog. Really? <sighs> Gotta get her I might have missed that, but Or is it like a know. or is it like a big fluffy white cat? Ooh. I can see mm. a cat. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I'll have to check in with her. We'll join her 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 fan club, her mailing list. I followed <laughs> her on her page. <laughs> We're gonna keep track of her. Yes. Oh man. Do we have any 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 final thoughts on Soap Dish? I mean, this movie's incredible. I mean, yeah, it's a but hell it, of a cast. Still really entertaining. I can't believe that I hadn't watched this movie until like a year and a half ago. It's so I funny. I mean, you call yourself a gay. I know. <laughs> Doing a terrible job. It was just one of those weird blindsides that managed to get by me. Yeah. I do have to say that in my Younger years, when I did have, like, my, like, super queer movies on repeat, and I would just watch Steel Magnolias and Death Becomes Her just all the time, I really tried to integrate this into that loop, but it was a little busy for me, Okay, fair. And I feel like I was... like I caught on a little too late, so I appreciated it. I understood that it was funny, but it wasn't something that I just inserted into my like heavy rotation. So right. I don't have like the quotes down, but it's like I fully understand that this movie is a gem. And because I do know Steel Magnolias so well, I'm so like well versed in like Sally in like that capacity. 
and like her amazing crying ability and all that. Seeing this side of her is definitely very refreshing because in Seal Magnolia, she's just so put upon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's put upon in this and just a this funny is true. way. Yeah, that's true. She's put upon. You this, know? But it, but it, it's a lot. It's a lot lighter in that you're just able to laugh so much. Like. Like with her, right? They would have been fun roles for her to play almost back to back too, because Steel Magnolias was eighty nine and this was ninety one. Yeah, so pretty close together. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of. Yeah, I mean, like, like um, for me, I love. I mean, even at age ten, yeah, loved soap operas. So this has always been full out in rotation for me forever and ever and ever. And I also just think it's so clever. It's so funny. The cast is so good. Um, It's so like 90, again, 90 minutes. Yeah. You cannot go wrong with a 90 minute film. (laughs) I hope that like, I fucking, I fucking aged 12 years watching the Irishman. Oh, I did. Oh, bitch. I didn't even, I didn't even finish the Irishman. I I think that I shut the Irishman off when Al Pacino was shot in the head. And then you I was know like, what? Okay, I'm good. I should be in charge of nominating <laughs> for the Oscars. Well, I mean, this year in that case, like Jayla would have won. Is like fucking Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. I mean, but- I mean, now it's like all the movies are getting pushed off the schedule. So Jim Carrey very well could win for best supporting actor for Sonic. Huh. <laughs> so stupid. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed. God. <laughs> Oh, no, all man. that prestige bullshit will find its way into theaters by Christmas. Yeah, they'll figure sure. It out. They'll figure it out. Yeah, they're going to we'll be a, bored. They're yeah. going to see a hole in that schedule. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Well. Oh my goodness! Is there anything else? I th- I I mean I think we I think we covered it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Soap dish is amazing. Like we've said several times uh, in this episode, go watch it today. You'll thank us later if you haven't seen it. And if I mean, honestly, it, with ever with just the world being doom and gloom, yeah. If you just want to laugh and have mm-hmm. fun and be silly for ninety minutes, yeah, it's one of the best movies to watch right now because it's just happy and funny and silly and charming, and everyone is great, and it's just and it's of a different time, and it's yes, just indeed. it's so fun. Yes, indeed. Wow, this was really fun. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, you too. Stay safe in New York. Stay inside. Wear a mask. Do all that good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Don't also, you know, don't talk to anyone either because everyone's kind of trash. I've added that into my coronavirus. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is kind of nice that you can just say, get away from me now to people. And it's like socially acceptable. <laughs> I was doing it for years. Just to, just to be like, ma'am, ma'am, please just like keep about yeah. seven. E- but even, but what's back. kind of fun about that at work is that even with customers now, we have to keep a distance. So we, I can fully step back when they like step towards me and I'm not being like an asshole or anything. I can, yeah. I can fully just keep it, keep them at like an arm and a half's length. Yeah. I should hope so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing that for like ever, but I'm yeah. glad that you, everyone else, is getting a clue. <laughs> like, a, are terrible. like a like a true New Yorker, and it's and yeah. it's, it's nice that you're. I mean, kind of shitty con- circumstances now, but it's nice that you're back in New York because I always 
envision you as a New Yorker, a classic <laughs> New Yorker. And it was nice you're, to have you're you. Based, that's like a nice way of just calling me a cunt. But it was it you're was such an asshole. It was nice. Really well it was nice there. to have you on the West Coast. But you just you're just like a New Yorker at heart, Mark. <laughs> I mean, listen, I miss the weather. I miss the beach. I don't miss the trash people that live there. But a lot of trash. Traffic's a little better now. <laughs> oh my god, I can imagine. It must take you no time to get to work right now. Oh my goodness. Well, but stay safe and be careful. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We will. You and as take well. care of yourselves and the cats. And yes, indeed. Stay inside and watch movies. <laughs> Thanks yeah. so much, um, Mark. Where can our listeners find you if they would like to just be regaled by your hilarious commentary? I mean, most of it is like fuck Trump commentary right now, so I Whoa. don't know, you know, if you're into that. <laughs> I think our listeners well, are into that. Well, I feel like I can plug something for you. When I first was turned on to you, it was Blackouts and, bla- and Breakdowns. And who is that book dedicated to, Mark? <laughs> we, we talked about Lucci. it earlier. Yeah. It's a really, um, it's a really funny book. I think that you can get it pretty much anywhere that you can download ebooks, right? Yes, and the other two you can get uh, anywhere else. Awesome. Eating My Feelings, right? That was the other one? Eating My Feelings, and this made me think of you. Although Amazon is, like, slow right now, but, you know, if you want it, you'll get it eventually. Very cool. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. It was great to see you. I'm glad you're both healthy and doing well. Mm -hmm. Likewise. Uh, Well, talk to you soon. Indeed. Listeners, you can uh, also find us online. Our social media mm-hmm. is at Movies That Made Us Gay on Instagram and Facebook. And we would love it if you would rate and review our Give us five show. stars. Us Perfect five stars. time to also. <laughs> Your Instagram is fabulous. Thank you. I love you. the podcast it's fun. Instagram. It's Thank great. Thank you so much. Yeah, now that you've got so much free time in your hands, listeners, go to iTunes and leave us a review. We're doing a... It might be wrapping up around the time that this airs, but we're doing a... Uh, a Kirsten Dunst battle royale of her career that we're voting on our favorite <laughs> Kirsten Dunst movies, and then we're going to review one at the end of the month for her birthday. Oh, what are the choices? Um, so it's pretty like much pretty much everything, everything besides Drop Dead Gorgeous and Dick, which we have already done on the show. Oh, bring it on! Yeah, so Dunst. just mm-hmm. just uh, you go, the vote. Go to the Instagram. You'll have to vote for it if you want to listen to it. Check our uh, our stories, and um, the voting will be there. But by we, the time this episode is up, the voting will probably be closed. We can also stagger it out, too. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thanks so much. Or you every- could just do Bring It On. Yeah, we could We'll just- do it eventually, <laughs> too. <laughs> we'll get there. Any- anything that doesn't make it to the winning round, we'll eventually do, also. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Oh, good. Well, I love the show. You guys are great. Thank you. The Thank Instagram you so is so clever and cute. You guys are doing a great awesome. job with that. Thanks so much, man. Thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. I'll talk to you guys soon. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.